Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Holistic Hearts. All right, so what we're doing today is a little different. As you know, we have been doing a deep dive into <laughs> deep waters, um, pun intended, and we have talked about really what does that mean? And and it all came out of this dream that I had where I was on top of a wave. And I was preparing myself to go underwater and was trying to tell myself how to breathe before I hit the water. But then I hit the water and I realized that I was able to breathe underwater and how that spurred on that was back in January was this invitation to talk about the deep waters of who God is. And so we have started to unpack that the last couple of months and in various avenues and conversations. And I have my good friend, Jenny Lunning here, who has hosted the show um, back at the beginning of the year. And I thought it would be a cool conversation because we were walking the other day and we were just talking about how we just have some really cool conversations. <laughs> like we just so enjoy one another. And so I just at the last minute was like, Hey, do you want to come on holistic hearts? And let's just, let's just talk. And so she is here with me today after that long intro into this conversation. So welcome back on the show, Jenny. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know the background here with Jenny and I, Jenny has been like a, an amazing spiritual mentor and friend and just somebody that I so enjoy knowing how she interacts with the Holy Spirit. And, and so we're going to start Jenny <laughs> with this monster question of <laughs> what do you think it means for deep waters or the deep things of God? What, what pops into your head? Well, I just love that. The visual of the vision or image that he gave you of jumping into water. I feel we've never talked about that. I know. And that's a very, um, I feel like a familiar thing that he uses for me too, because when you're wet and completely in water, you're also in some ways, very out of control, mm -hmm. but not in a bad way, but just reliant. And an image that he gives me a lot is, is a river. And I'm sure you and I have talked about this too, but kind of just allowing him to show you how to float down the river. And another way that he's used that is, you know, that there'll be things that are floating by or banks that I get close to that I really want to hold on to. And he wants me to have open hands with. So I love that visual. I think so. So I love that because I think the, the deep waters are the continual reliance mm. on, on his spirit in every situation. And I think that it is with every breath, sort of like Paul would talk about praying without ceasing, but it's not formalized. It's just a shift from even thinking my own thoughts to me mm -hmm. to thinking them with Jesus. Oh, yeah. um, and something that I, that I love about that. Um, and I'm a mental health counselor. And so I sit with people a lot and we talk about thoughts and the importance of thoughts. 
And so I meet with him in thought a lot Mm -hmm. because I see the importance of the shift that comes from a thought being from him versus from me. Mm -hmm. And so I think those, those deep waters are the moment to moment. What is his thought about this versus what is mine? I would say is my first answer. Yeah. Okay. So I love, I like meet with him in thought. Mm -hmm. Can you like dig into that a little bit more of what that looks like? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to, because I think what I find in my own life and talking with others is that what stops us there is we feel a little afraid to let him into that place because, sorry, can you hear my washing machine? I can, but that's okay. There's a washing, guys, there's life happening. It's okay. I know. Okay. I'm going to move into a different space. So that it can feel a little vulnerable. One, we already know he knows all of our thoughts. So yeah, (laughs) it's kind of a funny thing to, to bring awareness to it. But what I love about that is I think it calls to attention his witness that he, that we are his personal concern, that he's very intimately involved in every part of our life and drawing us in, in every thought, but also that we can learn not to be judgmental of our thoughts, Hmm. that there isn't sin in our thoughts. This is a huge, a huge thing when you're inviting him into your thought life to really shift from, I have a bad thought or, or a sinful thought to how can I just be curious about that thought? Mm. Take less offense even towards myself of why am I thinking that again? Because hmm. that's where we will go into the shame cycle of can't believe I just thought that. And now I can't let God know I thought that. Yeah. Instead of, man, I wonder why this thought keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And if maybe there's something in in my atmosphere that it isn't even me mm-hmm. where that thought is originating, or is there someone else? that's feeling this way that I need to reach out to. And it becomes much more union with him and union with other people than just, I have to think rightly. It's a very freeing space. Yeah, absolutely. Like you become more not detached, but it, it, it's like, what is the word? It's, it, like it is neither right nor wrong. What is that mm-hmm. word? <laughs> like neutral, neutral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just being curious about it, which is interesting because right before this episode, we talk about the spirit of discernment. So I took deep waters to mean, let's unpack what the gifts of the spirit are. And I know that it can come from every angle. Deep waters is so much, but I was like, let's just unpack the gifts of the <laughs> Holy Spirit. And so yeah. I just talked about discernment. And how, um, Mm. like how we can discern, like walking by somebody in the store and we sense like, Ooh, there's, there's like deep depression or something is going on. Or you have a thought like you're saying where you're like, Ooh, is that mine? Or I think it just puts us in a place of being able to be used in a way that is. I don't know, can like continual, like that unity with other people. And not that you would just go up to a person and be like, you have <laughs> major depression and you yeah. need help. Um, because there's, there's 
like kindness in that Mm -hmm. because it's the spirit talking to our spirit about that person's spirit. And so how would the father speak to that person who is maybe suffering from depression and how can you bring joy or speak peace or some sort of encouragement to that person? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I love that because coming back to the, the thought being kind of neutral it does put us in this situation where it's, it's not ours to hold. It's here you go. (laughs) I don't know what that was about, but here you go. Yeah. And I think that goes with discernment really well because it's, you can then take a little bit of an external step back without going down the shame spiral and ask sort of like you're saying, where is this thought coming from? And do I want, to really continue to entertain it and pull at this thought. Mm-hmm. And I think that discernment is, you know, what are, what is the atmosphere that comes with that thought mm-hmm. and boiling that down even to fear versus love. And, yeah. and if it's out of this fear place, I'm, well, then what does he want to say to me or to that person? Like you're saying, mm-hmm. I think it was in rebel training that they would tell us, you know, to say the second thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you see something dark, well, of course he's going to bring the antithesis to that. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about that. And when we talked about this yesterday or Monday of just, if we really do believe that everything is working together for a pattern of good, then even that tension and distress is trying to do something and move you or that person into more fullness. And I like to say this to clients because I think it's a really hopeful reframe. And for me too, that distress is there because we know there's more fullness in that place. Mm. If we're not feeling distress, then, then we don't know there's more. Yeah. So distress can be a gift in that way. The tension can be such a gift to say, even if you've not experienced fullness of life in that place, Mm-hmm. because the image of God and his life and is in you, you know that there's more mm-hmm. inside of you. That's why we can feel kind of that Romans 8 of creation groaning until it comes to its fullness because mm-hmm. we know that there's more. Yeah. And it's such a hopeful, helpful way of, I don't have to be afraid of distress. I don't have to move out of tension. I can invite it in some ways and yeah. see it as the refining fire of more. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like <laughs> the people listening have to hear the beginning side of that conversation that we had on Monday, where we were talking about the struggle of like praying into something, because that really is deep waters with him, because that is really a place of surrendering our flesh and really sharpening those tools in the spirit to connect with his spirit. So can you back up a little bit on what we were talking about Monday of Mm -hmm. that struggle and praying into the struggle because that is really deep waters. Okay. Let me think where we started. So I think that one of the hardest things in my current season is being a mom of three kids at different stages and my tendency to see what they're going through as really distressing instead of a growth place. Mm -hmm. And 
when I try to get down and solve, solve it. One, it brings the begs the question of what is it I'm wanting for them for life to be easy? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think is the answer. But when I really examine that, I don't think that's our kingdom purpose. Mm. So I'm trying to see that internally for me too, of the goal isn't that life would just slow down and be easy and there's no hardship. I think maybe there's a draw in that of us that originates in the Garden of Eden. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, I'm not going to judge that thought, but I think here we're being sanctified. Mm -hmm. And so he's not causing any of this evil or strife, but he will not waste a single bit of it. Mm. I think what he's trying to move me into is that energy of solving to just get them through it or protect them from it is actually one, me saying, I don't believe they can handle it, Mm. which is a real bad energy. And the second that I have to be distressed until this thing happens. Mm -hmm. So I'm also surrendering peace and joy for a carrot that I'm never going to reach. Yeah. So those two things have moved me into, okay, Lord, what is the energy? What do you want me to bring to this? Because maybe from my job, I know you can't stop doing something. Mm -hmm. You will just keep, you can't do that. We can't focus on stopping. We have to replace. And so what he's really given me in in exchange for that is gratitude Mm -hmm. that you can actually be grateful for the tension because you're believing that I am using that, that I won't waste that, that I care so much about you and your children that I am working everything for their good, Mm -hmm. but it's patience and faith in that. But the gratitude piece has been super empowering for me because I move from, I have to almost eggshell around these things, which is really tiring Mm -hmm. to, I can go right at, like, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And I don't have to feel grateful. I I think this is to say too. I do it out of, I'm trying to find the right word, but um, I guess it's faith. And, and I would say underlying the foundation of all of this, and certainly under your vision of jumping into the water is, is he good? Hmm. Okay. That has to be very settled in my heart. This is what he brings me back to all the time is, do you trust me? And And that Romans eight about everything working into a pattern of good, it says then for those who love him, right? Mm. Well, he tells us that love is patient and it's kind and it doesn't record wrongs, right? Like, can we love God in that way? Mm -hmm. Like, do we trust that he loves us? I mean, he embodies love, right? But I think some of that energy is, am I kind of looking at, the files of all the things he hasn't done. And then that's why I can't trust him. Or am I choosing to be grateful and remember he's done this hard thing before and he's going to do it again? Yeah. So I think underlying that is, can I shift into, well, I know he's good. Mm. So I can trust that even this thing that appears to be just completely from the pit of hell. Mm can I trust that he is going to use that and that he has 
dominion over it. Yeah. This is so mind blowing. And I, I love that underneath all of that, is he still good? Is he good? Mm -hmm. It's, it reminds me of, I might've been on a Bethel sermon. I heard probably 10 years ago where or maybe it was a song, but it was like, he's always in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And, and that shifted for me of like, oh, all right. It's the same kind of like perspective of he really is kind. And, and you could throw in there too, like whether we're thinking about, about our kids and what they're walking through, whether it's just hard emotional dysregulation or it's mental health issues or their body or whatever the scenario, our spouse, like coming back to that question of, do I still believe he's good is, mm -hmm. is so such an invitation to trust in him. And I like that you said that you don't have to feel grateful or feel that gratitude, but there's a shift in perspective um, that happens when we turn it around of like, even this he'll turn for good. And yeah, oh, that's, it's so powerful just to sit in that deep, <laughs> deep waters. That is deep waters of, it's just not humanly possible <laughs> to go into that place and, and feel secure when your world or your kid's world is turned upside down because you do as a mom, you want to protect and stay safe, but there's also mm. growth that happens. And yeah, so, so good. So good. And I think with the goodness of God, similar to the gratitude, you don't have to feel it mm -hmm. to decide what if I asked the Holy spirit to help me just move into this belief, mm -hmm. because I love that you highlight from the beginning we can't breathe underwater. No, we can't do any of this. Mm -hmm. We can't even change our thoughts, renew our mind without the power of the Holy spirit. So I think it's that surrender to, I will allow you to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's aligning our will with, I know I can't, I don't feel like you're good. It's fair to say that mm -hmm. I don't feel grateful, but would you Holy spirit allow me, like I give you permission to help me align mm -hmm. that he's good, even though nothing in this situation would be called good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Oh yeah. It reminds me of, it's the beginning of first Corinthians. Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Is it two ten, where it talks about it's the spirit that calls out to the spirit. And mm -hmm. I was sharing last week on this episode on the discernment before I even started into the discernment was like this conversation about how we can, we can, and we talk about this a lot, you and I, mm -hmm. and Eugene, your husband, about how we can know so much about him. But mm -hmm. one thing that I felt very clear that I needed to share was like, we can learn all about all of this, the spirit discernment and knowledge and all of these things but you can't like knowledge your way into experiencing 
mm-hmm. him, which is ultimately the picture of being underwater and not breathing and the, the coming into a place of alignment with his thoughts and his mind is, is this surrender of, I, I can't learn <laughs> and train my way to this place. I mean, maybe I could to a certain degree, but there's, it's, it's so much more when there is that surrender and the letting go of, I don't understand it. And I, and that's okay. <laughs> I don't understand. And that is okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, that you could never, like you're saying, you could never plumb the depths of it and finish. No. Like there's an encouragement and discouragement. <laughs> like I never will know. But I think what refreshes me in that thought is it's no respecter of persons either. Yes. Like you can have the deepest experience listening to this podcast right now just because it's about him and not you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you are in your growth curve. And it's very encouraging because there's just nothing required except for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> the blood so, of okay. Jesus and our belief in that. It's like, that's it. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> oh man. I feel like we could, we could just chat and <laughs> go down so many different rabbit trails, but I, I do want to to ask what is something I know that you've shared a lot about what he's been teaching you, but what's something that you feel like Holy Spirit has you in deep waters right now? Other I know you mentioned your motherhood experience and mm-hmm. in, in learning to shift the thought there. But what else is is something that he is stirring deep in you? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I think one thing that comes to mind that's pretty present day to day that we talked about Monday is this imposter syndrome place of who are you to blank? Mm -hmm. And I noticed that he's doing something in me because it's the place where I feel less able to shift. Like my cycles are slower Mm. to notice. Well, that's certainly not his voice. And it's obvious when I'm saying it out loud. Right. Mm -hmm. But in my own brain, I think it masquerades as wisdom of no, you shouldn't Mm. do that or, or push into to more because I'm not sure you're up for that. Mm -hmm. So kind of, I know that's really vague, but I would say it's like a confidence thing. I would say being in my almost 44 years, it's a aging as a woman thing Mm -hmm. that has a part of it too, of what do you do with that? Mm. And what do you do with that with Jesus? What is he doing with that? Because he cares deeply that it bothers me in some ways. Yeah. And he's also playful Mm. about like, okay, it's the least interesting thing about you, but if you care about it, (laughs) I care about it too. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that to sound like shaming. It doesn't when it comes from him, Yeah. just it's playful. It's lighter than you think it is. And I mentioned to you, I have a tendency as a four to get very serious about things Mm -hmm. and the way he manifests in these places for me is very silly. 
like I'll be running and he's running in front of me with the silliest, like 80s sweatband, <laughs> yes. you know, just like little mini weights in his hands. Yes. It's like, you need to lighten up. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say it's those places I can get really in a funk and have trouble doing the things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How do I just get less judgmental about this thought? And try to see what he's inviting me into mm-hmm. in this tension place, what this means for me and other people that I walk with mm-hmm. of finding freedom in these places of outward appearance and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's where it is for me right now. That's cool. I love it. I love how he's, I, he's just so unique and personable and yeah, I think for some it is that serious, sweet interaction. And then for some, it's just like, oh, like we just need to make some funny remarks or, or run in front of you with an 80s. I can totally picture it actually in my head. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. like the sweat into the oldies. Look, <laughs> yes. you know? What's the name of that guy? Uh, oh, Richard Simmons? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Classic. Oh, Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I mean, the deep waters doesn't have to be serious. It, that's, that's the, the beauty of, of him and the, all the different facets that he brings to the table. And Joshua and I were just talking about on Sunday, we were talking about like, isn't it wild to think about that? You'll never fully know who Jesus is. Like you mm-hmm. could, you could, experience in in so many different ways and even though he never ever changes like he's he's always the same yesterday today and tomorrow yet we will never get to the bottom <laughs> of like oh and that that's all there is to know about Jesus and much yeah. like you know the concept of a husband and wife like we never know mm. all the fully each other it's mm. just it's just mind blowing and so then like bringing it all back into deep waters and I love where he's meeting you and your deep waters, whether you're helping with mental health and clients and, or running and dreaming and stepping into a new playful thought of dreaming. And yet yeah, he's meeting us in all of these areas of just sweet, deep deep heart places in all of us. So, so beautiful. I love it. Okay. Well, I don't think this will be the last conversation that we record. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll do a walk and talk uh, recording sometime because that would be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Then you could hear all the things. All the things. Yes. Even talking about dogs and pooping (laughs) and Um, all the things. Swishing of the bags, all the things. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me here on Zoom, even though we're like right down the street from each other. And um, (laughs) yeah, I just always enjoy talking to you. And like I said on Monday, I always need more Jenny time. So thank you. The feeling is mutual. (laughs) Please delighted to do it. So thank you. Yay.